0: This show is part of the Stuff Podcast Network.
1: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of I Know That Face, the only podcast which honors the often underappreciated by the masses work character actors. My name is Tim Portzian.
0: My name is Andrew Carroll.
1: Uh, today we're taking a break from character actors to discuss what's coming out in the year ahead. Uh, obviously, some of this depends on the suppression of COVID-19. I picked mostly movies where they're definitely shooting now, or it's already in the can. I actually also on Letterboxd on uh, my account portfolio. I have this pretty comprehensive list of what uh, should be coming out in 2021. Um, from that, I picked 20. I am most excited about. I have a, like an alphabetical list, so I'm gonna start with uh, Benedetta, the new movie from Paul Verhoeven.
0: Ooh, oh yeah lesbian nuns
1: exactly uh scheduled to premiere at the 2021 Cannes film festival and it's going to be in competition for the palm d'Or. a 17th century nun in italy suffers from disturbing religious and erotic visions and she's assisted by a companion and the relationship between the two women develops into a romantic love affair so eroticism mixed with religion like i expect nothing less from the dutch <laughs> art house provocateur who somehow became a hollywood blockbuster director for a lot of his career making stuff like robocop basic instinct showgirls and starship troopers and injecting all this like satire and weirdness into those massive movies before he returned to europe and made things like black book and l it's also stars virginia Ephra, who's this big french star um she's played the title role in a great movie called sybil last year she also had a smaller role in uh, verhoeven's last film l it sounds really cool i'm very excited
0: yeah i'm really excited for um candy man. It's a sequel but it's also like a quasi reboot and like I'm a huge fan of the original. I wrote about it for headstuff comparing it to uh, the forbidden the original Clive Barker story that it's based on. I'm just excited to see where it goes as a sequel specifically I haven't seen the two sequels that they made in the 90s because I hear they're terrible. So <laughs> I'm excited I'm excited to see where this one goes considering it has like a majority black cast and like it's no longer a no longer a white woman Doing poverty porn to uh, get her thesis done. It's also co written by
1: Jordan Peele, you should say. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's also true. Yeah. And um, stars
1: uh, Yahya Abdulmadine, who's uh, yeah. popping right now. I love that guy.
0: <laughs> it's his, yeah, it's Anne Marie, his mother, uh, is back in it, and she looked, like, she, has, she looks, hasn't aged a day in like 28 years.
1: No, i wasn't <laughs> for that. And th- those two teasers they released. The first teaser I thought was great, but then they released that artsy animation
0: yeah, teaser, yeah. which
1: was really incredible, like a, a short mm. movie in itself.
0: I hope they reuse some of Philip Glass's score as well. That was that's an unreal score. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Candy Man. The urban legend is, if you say his name 5 times while looking in the mirror, he appears in the reflection and kills you.
1: How would do that? One of our favorites has a new movie out next year, Blonde, uh, from Andrew Dominic, director Ooh. of Chopper and our beloved assassination of Jesse James and mm-hmm. Killing Them Softly, which we talked about in the uh, Ben Mendelsohn episode. Um, yep. It will be released by Netflix. It's uh, based on the best selling 2000 novel by Joyce Carol Oates, and it's a fictionalized take on the life of Marilyn Monroe, played by Anna de Armas of Knives Out and Blade Runner. Wow. Um, yeah, the strength of the three dramas he's made today. I, I'll watch anything Andrew Dominic touches. And I also think as well as being immaculately crafted, like often his films' the strengths comes from how they defy Hollywood conventions. Yeah. So I think it'll be interesting to see him tackle the life of such an American icon. Yeah, and for uh, sure. I think even the casting of the a, of a Cuban by birth, Anna de Armas as Monroe is fascinating. Yeah. In that respect, she wouldn't have been who I'd have thought of. Like, Scarlett Johansson's right there.
0: Yeah, But yeah, um,
1: I like Armas a lot, though, so I'm curious to see it.
0: Yeah, me too. Yeah. Speaking of um Anna de Armas, she is in... I don't know if it's shot yet, but Deep Water, the one with the erotic thriller with her boyfriend, Ben Affleck. That's
1: on my list too, baby. So good. And even
0: the, even, even the words erotic thriller in the year 2020... Give me such a sense of nostalgia for a time where I was too young to watch erotic thrillers.
1: We should also say this is directed by Adrian Lyne, like the king of the erotic thriller. It's his mm. first movie in twenty years. Like the guy who wow. made Fatal Attraction and uh, Nine and a Half Weeks and Unfaithful. Like he's like brilliant. Like the kind of touchdown '90s erotic thrillers.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you say twenty years since he's made a film. I just, I my <laughs> my my notes read erotic thriller. It's been 84 years since I've heard those words, so, you know, not far off.
1: <laughs> yes, and um, also interesting because, you know, a real-life couple in a erotic thriller. Yeah. That'd be yeah. cool to see.
0: About, about the wife cheating on the husband.
1: Yeah, because it's about a married couple who have fallen out of love with each other and begin playing deadly mind games against one another that begin seeing those around them dying. <gasps> Ooh. And it's based on Patricia Highsmith book as well. it's got it's kind oh, of rule. It can't yeah. not be good.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: I feel like I'm going to say that a lot about movies on this list. I have a kind of two back to back. Both of these movies star John David Washington. So for tenant mm-hmm. people out there, yeah. you are you are seen. They're Born to Be Murdered and Malcolm and Marie, and they're both going to Netflix on in 2021. Yeah, the first uh, Born to Be Murdered is it's about a couple vacationing in Greece who fall into a violent conspiracy with tragic consequences. Uh, Alicia Vikander and Vicky Krieps are also in the movie. I'm sure this will hit that our kind of trader. Two Faces of January, Burnt Orange Heresy, yeah. you know, movie stars in a Hitchcockian thriller with gorgeous scenery. And it's directed by um, Luca Guadagnino, second unit guy, so oh. it should look great at least. But then <laughs> I think more interesting is this movie, Malcolm and Marie, and it's a, it's a new movie from Sam Levinson, who wrote and directed Assassination Nation, a brilliant horror movie from a few years mm. ago, and he also created Euphoria, which um, is maybe the most stylish but also harrowing show on television. (laughs) That's um, what I hear. The plot reads, uh, Filmmaker Washington returns home with his girlfriend, Euphoria Zendaya. uh, Following a celebratory uh, movie premiere as he awaits what's sure to be imminent critical and financial success, the evening suddenly takes a turn as revelations about their relationships begin to surface, testing the strength of their love. This was one of the first movies made amidst the COVID pandemic. Uh, It began shooting on June 17th and finished on July 2nd and um, at the time Levinson and Sunday were both working on Euphoria which had stopped production and the film followed all the safety protocols which you know the entire cast and crew being quarantined during shooting as well as two weeks before and after it seems to have paid off because Netflix acquired distribution rights to the film for 30 million outbidding wow. HBO A24 Searchlight Pictures so I think wow. that that high price tag implies that this one's pretty good yeah. I'm curious to see if for the COVID of it all, but Netflix describe it as an ode to great Hollywood romances as well as a heartfelt expression of faith in the medium's future which sounds fabulous and it's yeah. shot it's shot in beautiful black and white based on the promo images i love zendaya she's the best i'm excited i think it'd be cool yeah and i should yeah, also say good. um ben wheatley also shot a secret covid movie which details about it have just been released this week as we're recording it's called in the earth it should be out in 2021 and neon are distributing that so that also bodes Ooh. well for its quality
0: oh well, i suppose going back to anna de Armas. um why did I write it like that? I just have Ben Damon and Matt Affleck together again. <laughs> the last duel, the last duel, yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, ben Affleck and Matt Matt Damon, Adam Driver, and presumably other actors as well. I'm just excited for this one because it's been three years since Ridley Scott made a movie, and wow. having seen his first film, 1977's The Duelists, I think this maybe it's just a coincidence of title, but maybe it's it's maybe he's finally coming full circle after. 43 years working in the movies. That's
1: true. And To Do This is a fantastic movie.
0: It is really good, yeah.
1: We should also say, last year was shooting in Ireland and also another mm. movie shooting in Ireland is The Northman. Yes,
0: yes, yeah, you're right, yeah.
1: Our man Alexander Skarsgård stars as a Nordic <sighs> prince who seeks revenge after his father is murdered and it's set at the turn of the 10th century in Iceland. Meaning, oh yeah, it's Viking shit. <laughs> a, a new Ridley Scott movie is always worth... Putting on the books, but like I'm, I, to be honest, I'm way more excited about The Northman on the strength of like Eggers' last movies. Uh, he really excels at these like thrillers set in old times, and like as well as knowing where to put his camera, these mm. movies have a historian level of detail in like the dialogue <laughs> and the sets. Also, I'm gonna talk about another movie that has like a great cast in it, but like maybe the best ensemble of 2021. Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, William Defoe re-teaming him with Eggers after *The Lighthouse*. Anya Taylor Joy re-teaming with Eggers after *The Witch*. Clayton's Bang, Andrew.
0: Music e- to my ears, Stephen.
1: Ethan Hawke, Bjork, <laughs> but believed to be playing Anya Taylor Joy's mother. Those eyes, that's baby. Fates. Yeah.
0: Speaking of Alexander Skarsgård, I'm excited for *Godzilla vs Kong* because it has a big monkey in it. And that's about the long and the short of it, really. I just <laughs> I just like these. I just like these. M- m- Movies where two big, big animals hit each other until one of them falls down.
1: Even though you were not that into the last Godzilla movie, if I recall.
0: That's true. It did give me a bit of a headache when I saw it. Um, but I liked all the bits with the monsters. Mm. I just think, you know, the humans could use some better characterization, I guess.
1: I'll say about Godzilla versus Kong, it should let Alexander Skarsgård be funny.
0: That's true. They should, yeah.
1: The bits and hold the dark and warn everyone where he's just mm. allowed to kind of
0: Do you raise the dead?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I I need that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah.
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about Come On, Come On, the new movie from Mike Mills. As we're recording this, this is slated for a late 2020 release, although I've heard nothing about it in maybe six months. So mm-hmm. I imagine it's getting pushed back to 2021. An artist, played by Joaquin Phoenix, left to take care of his precocious young nephew, forges an unexpected bond over a cross-country trip. This is Phoenix's first role post his Oscar win for Joker. But I think even prior to Joker... He'd been making incredible movies like You Were Never Really Here and The Sisters Brothers and the PTA collabos. So I hope this continues that. It's directed by Mike Mills who made 20th Century Women which is one of my favourite films in recent years. Uh, His movies are very sweet and humanist without ever being too cloying. Uh, I think he and Phoenix's sensitivity will make a really good fit.
0: Yeah, for sure. Speaking of stuff that's probably probably going to be up for an Oscar, are you excited for The French Dispatch?
1: I am excited for it. I didn't include it because I knew you'd talk about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. That cast... That director. That trailer. It's going to be so good. Should
1: we do an episode on the French Dispatch? Because it has a couple of I Know That Face also. Because Jeffrey Wright and Willem Dafoe are in it, right?
0: Yeah. Other people as well, presumably. Um, it has an both. insane cast. It's like 25 it does, people yeah, on the yeah. main
1: credits. But to go off on the French Dispatch because you're a massive Wes Anderson fan.
0: Well, I mean, you know, it's about the, the last day of a newspaper that's uh, shutting down. And I think... It's kind of an anthology movie with kind of like a spine about, about the newspaper shutting down. And then the three different chapters are the magazine's most famous stories. And they're all like set in black and white. One's about a prisoner's execu- execution. that has got Benicio Del Toro in it. One's about a revolution, which uh, has Francis McDormand and Timothy Chalamet in it. Just excited for some precise framing again.
1: Yeah, and like my favourite Wes Anderson movie is... It's so actually probably the dijeaning limited because of the brother thing in it, but actually, like maybe mm. the best one is Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah, and I, agree. I feel I feel like this has a lot in common with that in its sort of puzzle box kind of souffle structure, where yeah, it's like mid mid
0: century Europe, that kind of thing,
1: and also kind of like set in a kind of high energy environment. Yeah, like a yeah, newsroom. I think that'll be exciting to see what that looks like, and again, yeah. like it's just always a pleasure in like seeing every actor in a movie, not just like that's the true, best yeah. actors, everyone. Yeah do ever existed. Yeah.
0: I feel like uh, there's this thing recently where it's like maybe this has always been the case, but uh, a lot of like Netflix movies will like they'll just have this absolutely stacked cast and then either do nothing with them or the movie will be so terrible that it won't uh, really do much, or like like Godzilla, King of the Monsters, where it's got like so many good character actors and regular regular actors, leading actors, and uh, just does nothing with them, or the script isn't there for them. Uh, whereas I feel like the French Dispatch is uh, not the opposite of that, but it's, it has that stacked cast and is doing everything right with it.
1: 100 percent and anderson's really good at that like even adrian mm-hmm. brody in grand budapest hotel you would yeah. not expect him to be like <laughs> one of the best people in that movie but he is you know? we take as the subject
0: of tonight's lecture mr moses rosenthal certainly the loudest artistic voice of his rowdy generation
1: simone naked cell block j hobby room i want to buy it it's not for sale
0: yes it is no it isn't yes it is no it isn't yes it is no, it isn't. yes in short the picture was a sensation
1: I'm going to talk a little bit about, this one might not be coming out in 2021, it hasn't gotten a, a precise date yet, but Don't Worry Darling, the new movie from Olivia Wilde. Okay. Set in the 1950s, an unhappy married wife discovers a disturbing truth while her loving husband hides a dark secret. Booksmart was one of our favourite films of the last year, and uh, yeah. cer- certainly the best comedy of recent memory, so I was always excited to see what Olivia Wilde would do behind the camera next. I'm doubly excited after learning her sophomore effort is going to be a psychological thriller and the cast is incredible. Wild's in the movie too, alongside Fran- uh, Florence Pugh, who's the lead, Chris Pine, Harry Styles, Kiki Lane. I hope you see it sooner rather than later.
0: Yeah, that sounds amazing. If we continue with their uh, period pieces, I'm actually weirdly and probably wrongly excited for The King's Man.
1: Oh, yes. I yeah. completely forgot that was coming
0: out. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think most people have, but I think it's I think it's always great to see Ray Fiennes doing something unexpected, mm. like when he you know he pop- when he pops up as Voldemort or in the Grand Budapest Hotel, and now I think seeing him in an action movie is uh, pretty exciting. Yeah, mm. I've always kind of had an interest in seeing the First World War in modern cinematic terms, and I think it'll be interesting to see how they play around with that in that kind of sandbox
1: yeah it'll join um wonder woman in that small category yeah right?
0: yeah that's yeah that's true and um, if only wonder woman had been any good Wonder woman rules uh that's that's shocking
1: i am curious to see that movie um it was meant to come out last year and was delayed i don't think it was
0: delayed because of covid I don't know why it was delayed but um it was meant to come out uh, this autumn or this autumn just gone and it didn't so i don't know when it's coming out next year but uh, hopefully we'll get to see it. i'll get to see it anyway
1: you're right though Ray Fiennes is an incredible actor and it'll, it'll surely be fun seeing him play yeah. it was very fun seeing Colin Firth in an action role and he yeah, nailed it yeah.
0: we are the first independent intelligence agency refined but brutal civilized but merciless
1: welcome to the club I Know That Face are delighted and proud to be sponsored by the podcast 180 Degrees. What do you know about sustainable energy? What does being energy efficient actually mean? How can you improve your home's energy rating? 180 Degrees is a podcast answering these questions by sharing the stories of people across Ireland working towards a cleaner energy future. They chat to the people who are making a real difference in the areas of sustainable transport, energy in the home and in our communities. They hear how businesses and public sector bodies are cutting carbon emissions and how energy research is informing policy decisions. 180 Degrees is brought to you by the Sustainable Energy Authority of Ireland, supported by the Government of Ireland. It's great, wholesome content. Subscribe to 180 Degrees wherever you get your podcasts. Go check out their latest episode when you finish listening to Andrew and I chat about the year ahead. I'm talking about this movie, which I haven't heard anything about in a while i was i was excited about it coming out last year and it just never was released false positive directed by someone i'm not too familiar with somebody called john lee the plot is currently unknown but is described as being a contemporary take on rosemary's baby Um, okay rosemary's baby is my favorite horror ever so i'll be seeking this out it's co-written by Alana glazer of broad city so there might be that jordan peele thing where a comedy person moves into horror and brings some new flavor the cast Mm. too is so strange Along with Glazer, there's Justin Thoreau, Pierce Brosnan, <laughs> Gretchen Maul, and Josh Hamilton from Eighth Grade, your beloved Eighth wow. Grade. And I don't know, like, if this is going to happen, but, like, I see in my head Brosnan playing, like, a stuffy doctor, and Thoreau and Gretchen Maul playing Weird Neighbors, and I'm like, I'm seeing that movie in my yeah, head. Absolutely. And it looks yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I'm very excited. It's also A24, so I and I know we kind of slag, you know, people being so yeah. heavily invested in a distribution company. But I do feel like yeah. places like A24 and Neon, they are uh, good at like picking new talents. So
0: people don't give Plan B enough credit. Give Brad Pitt his due. That's I true. Mean, he already hasn't. He already has an Oscar, but you know, more, more due. I can't wait for last night in Soho yes the that's on my list Edgar, Edgar Wright's next film um, I'm just it's just nice to see him move further and further away from like the movie, the movies and TV shows he was kind of parodying and homage, and paying homage to uh, in the early stages of his career and also like Anya Taylor-Joy Thomas and Mackenzie Terrence Stamp again stacked cast Diana Rigg
1: the late Diana, Diana Rigg.
0: Rigg yeah the late Diana Rigg yeah
1: yeah the plot is great a young girl who's passionate about fashion design mysteriously enters the 1960s where she encounters her idol a dazzling wannabe singer but 1960s London is not what it seems and time seems to fall apart with shady consequences yeah I think Edgar is a genius I'll watch anything he does based on like the Cornetto trilogy and Baby Driver and uh, Last Night in Soho is such a good title for a psychological yeah. horror like a time travel horror set in this london in the swing 60s just like mm. sounds so awesome like i i almost can't believe it's being made
0: <laughs> it's already made it's in the can yeah. it just needs to be released the green knight yes yeah absolutely at last game of thrones style adaptation of one of the most boring stories i ever studied in
1: college (laughs) (laughs) i feel like everyone who who did english in college is like (laughs) oh king (laughs) arthur fuck that guy no yeah (laughs) this was meant to come out last may but was another thing covid robbed from us Uh, should come out in 2021 fantasy adventure based on the arthurian legend and it it tells the story of sir gowan played by really hot dev patel who Hmm. saw that coming yeah, the, the yeah. main guy in Sundown Millionaire would turn into one of our hottest stars yeah. um, he plays King Arthur's headstrong nephew who embarks on a quest to confront the eponymous Green Knight and gigantic green-skinned stranger played by Ralph Insom. yeah a new movie from David Avery who made Ain't the Body Saints and a Ghost Story it's a fantasy throwback some of it was shot in Ireland these these are good reasons to be excited about the movie however yeah. I'd argue the key reason to seek out this movie is I Know That Face all-star Barry Keohan plays a character called Scavenger
0: great Sounds Can't good. wait to see him. It sounds like he's dirt. It sounds like a dirty character, <laughs> for sure. I just wish people would stop getting would stop hiring Sean Harris to play like. Yeah, that's true. Just medieval treacherous medieval figures, or like that. That voice, that Cockney accent, has really uh, done a number on him. Or not Cockney, but like. Oh <laughs> really? Yeah, his hissy gravelly English accent has done him no favors. I just want to see him back in like the Prometheus role where he's looking Numi Rapace in the eye and going, I just love rocks. I
1: have none to tell. Yet. You have none to tell yet. I fear I'm not meant for greatness. We all fear. But fear can be a gift. I'm excited also about this movie called I Care A Lot it's directed by jay blakeson who made a steer a few years ago with the disappearance of alice creed this kind of like nice little nifty thriller with Gemma Arterton. Mm. this is a comedy thriller a uh, legal guardian taking advantage of her elderly clients played by rosamund pike makes a potentially grave mistake yeah the movie played virtual tiff this year and got rave reviews for its critique of late stage capitalism and for pike herself who people say is incredible i feel like gone girl where i like a lot of people really recognized her for the first time should have kickstarted this a uh, subgenre of movies where she played cool icy femme fatales that you, against your better judgment, sort of root yeah. for and really like and are compelled by. And I think she's done a lot of interesting work since Gone Girl, but uh, nothing has really hit the same way as the picture movie. That's true. Yes, so, that's um, very true. I care a lot, which is also like a great funny title given the premise. It feels to me like a natural successor to Gone Girl.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Do you have any thoughts on? Um, I was going to say the two Tom Cruise movies coming out next year Uh,
0: well there's Mission Impossible 7 Top Gun Maverick and Top Gun Maverick yes you're right I hope they make Top Gun Maverick as gay as the first Top Gun that's my (laughs) only that's my only hope for that movie Um, I don't care about anything else Uh, I just want to see Tom Cruise ripped like he is in the first movie like unnaturally ripped and Miles Teller squaring off in towels in a steamy shower room (laughs) that's all I want to see combat medals Citations. Only man to shoot down three enemy planes in the last 40 years. Yet you can't get a promotion. You won't retire. Despite your best efforts, you refuse to die. And then Mission Impossible 7, like, what's not to look forward to there?
1: Well, like, it's a sequel to Fallout, my favorite movie the year it came out. You would post on Letterboxd about a Jackie Chan movie, and you were saying that, like, Jackie Chan's willingness to die for my entertainment is, like, incredible. I feel like Tom Cruise yeah. is nearing that level of Yeah, pretty much,
0: yeah. I mean, Jackie Chan's been doing it for so long that it's, it's a case of, like, uh, no one will ever reach his heights, but Tom Cruise is really doing his best to scale that peak. Totally. Are you excited for Antlers, actually?
1: I haven't got it on my list, but I am hyped for it.
0: I think it's the film I'm most excited for next year. Basically, it's about this uh, teacher played by Kerry Russell in the film is um worried about a malnourished boy in her class and eventually she goes brings him home to his like dilapidated farmhouse uh, that he lives in with his uh, brother and dad things are are wrong like the father and, uh, and brother have like transformed into something and it's like it just has all the things i love in like a a horror movie like backwoods america decaying rural spaces the Wendigo. And The Supporting cast is great too because it's got Jesse Meth Damon Clemens, and um, Graham Green who people will know from Dances with Wolves and uh, Wind River. And it's produced by G- Guillermo del Toro, so listen, it's, uh, it's probably going to be one of the best horror movies next year.
1: It's scripted by Nick and who's the showrunner of like, Channel Zero, one of the most underrated TV shows of the last 10 years. But it's also yeah. directed by Scott Cooper, who is uh, quite an underrated director himself. Like, he made, yeah, he made um,
0: Hostiles, didn't
1: he? Yeah, and he made um, Black Mass and made um, Out of the Furnace, Like these kind of like pretty solid adult thrillers in the last yeah. couple of years. Yeah. I-, I like him a lot. I am excited for In the Heights. We have to have a musical on this.
0: I just can't stand Lin Manuel Miranda.
1: Yeah, I get that but he he wrote this musical. Apparently he only has a small role in the film, but it's directed by John M Chu who directed uh, Crazy Rich Asians starring Yeah, that's our, true. That's, our buddy that's... Michelle Yeoh. <laughs> yeah but this movie anthony ramos who played lady gaga's bestie in a star is born has mixed feelings about closing his store and retiring to the dominican republic um there's a trailer for this already i adore it i know it off by heart i've been singing good morning you Snavy" all year <laughs> the tunes sound great it, it looks very big and exuberant and easy to like mm. and, and i understand that we all thought tenet was going to just save cinema because it was chris nolan who's like the yeah. theatrical experiences representative as much as I, I like Tenet and respect it it's kind of an esoteric movie that I don't feel was ever going to be to sweep the nation you know and yeah, yeah, it's divisive and I, I think In the Heights could be accepted by every part of the movie going public it just looks so warm yeah. and uh, grandparents to teens could like it I think it could do a lot for getting people back in theatres next year
0: yeah that's true maybe I will see it Stephen maybe you've convinced me a dream isn't
1: some sparkly diamond there's no shortcuts Sometimes it's rough In the heights on the street light choking on the heat The world spins around while I'm frozen to my seat in the the They're talking about kicking out all the dreamers But every day is different So it's time to make some noise We had to assert our dignity in small ways in the Shh. Just listen
0: I'm actually looking kind of looking forward to the many saints of Newark Oh yes, the, the Sopran- Sopranos prequel. Sopranos I've never watched the Sopranos, so I'm thinking I might wait until the Many Saints of Newark comes out and use that as like a a good entry point. I mean, you probably don't have to have watched the Sopranos to see uh, this movie, but um, it
1: sounds pretty standalone.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's something I'm uh, excited for, and it, it's just a nice thought to think of like Michael Gandolfini playing um, Tony Soprano.
1: Oh, definitely, and he looks incredible.
0: Yeah he was in
1: the deuce as well he's a really good actor. oh okay yeah. i'll use this to talk briefly about it because there's not much information about this movie out there but paul thomas anderson's new movie working title soggy bottom really hoping <laughs> they change that yeah um, that's lost. coming out next year and it's set in the 70s and it's about a child actor and sort of the world kind of around him it seems like a bit of a coming out of age movie cooper hoffman is the main actor the star yeah, or the son yeah. of philip seymour hoffman the greatest actor who ever lived that'll
0: be the greatest very... character actor to have ever lived
1: exactly yeah. um, so it's interesting seeing that there's going to be two movies coming out with these like legendary character actors the spawn yeah. the offspring
0: 2021 it's a legacy year
1: <laughs> there's two big Korean movies coming out the first one is Night in Paradise which played in Venice this year we talked about it in the episode I recorded with Mia yeah. in our kind of Venice wrap up tegu tries to clean up his life for his for his sick sister and nephew then one day his sister and nephew are killed in an accident by someone who aimed for tegu tegu decides to take revenge i'd recommend people go back and listen to that episode i did with mia because it's also kind of a preview for what's to come because we talked about nomad land pieces of a woman which are set for late 2020 very early 2021 releases which is why we won't get into them here but on Night in Paradise, she said it wasn't her thing. But her reasons behind it, like it's hypervance, it's craziness, is why we like these Korean movies. So yeah, I, she yeah. wasn't that familiar with the the kind of subgenre of like oh, oh, okay, yeah, those old enough. boy yeah. type movies.
0: Sounds like we've got another list to do, Stephen.
1: Thanks. <laughs> that every year when there's a big new Korean movie coming out, me and Andrew do a list on Headstuffs. So you can <laughs> check them out. We've we've covered twenty movies so far.
0: Yeah,
1: maybe coming out in twenty twenty one is also Park john Wook's new movie, Decision to Leave
0: yeah i'm excited for that i don't know, know a whole lot about it but um
1: andrew it's... let me fill you in i've got the pot right please here. do Stephen. a romantic murder mystery that follows a cool. detective he's played by park i of bong Ho's the host and memories of murder i think he's one of the sons in the host oh
0: definitely he's probably, probably the um i think he's the, the alcoholic the, who's like a yeah the uh, alcoholic student. college dropout yeah yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> he falls for a mysterious widow played by tang wei who i love of uh she was the star of ang lee's los caustin she was in michael Mann's black hat she was also in a long day's journey into night you love
0: unreal um it just yeah. gets better and better and better and better
1: yeah and it's, it's just it's a new movie from the director of old oh boy stoker his first movie since the handmaiden he, he's world-class anything he does yeah. Is any, anything out. he touches turns to gold. Also, I think you'd be really into this. Uh, no sudden move. Steven Soderbergh's new movie. What's it about? Set in the fifties, a group of criminals that are brought together under mysterious circumstances and have to work together to uncover what's really going on when their simple job goes completely sideways.
0: Oceans Eleven, but the fifties.
1: It sounds more like The Killing or something. And like the cast, oh, okay, cool. the cast is insane. Like Don Cheadle, Benicio del Toro, David Harbour, John Hamm, Ray Liotta. Kieran Colgan, Brendan Fraser, and Uncle Gems is Julia Fox. Like, that's a lot of great faces.
0: Yeah, that's true. And it's, yeah,
1: I love Steven Soderbergh. Um, He's one of my favorite filmmakers. I really respect his ideals about filmmaking and his dedication to the adult mid budget thriller his movies never really uh, talk down to, to their viewers like a lot of Hollywood yeah. films he's also a real pioneer anytime there's like a new development and distribution or genre or a method of making movies you know like shooting on low res digital cameras or an iPhone like Soderbergh's always one of the first he even yeah. had produced a show on Quibi and it was like the <laughs> only show on Quibi I was interested in <laughs> he also produces so much stuff that even when a movie of his doesn't work there's like another one coming out like eight yeah. months later yeah. or a TV show or something and the, plus the bad ones are really interesting and like, he's done every genre pretty much, but I love Crime, Soderbergh the best. Like, Haywire, yeah. Out of Sight, The Limey, and like, No Sudden Moves feels like that. But we might be waiting a while for it because it's going, it's going it's coming out in 2021 on HBO Max in America, which okay. we don't have here. But no. also, Soderbergh's got another movie coming out before then called um, Let Them All Talk, which is a Meryl Streep comedy.
0: So, okay. don't say the man's not diverse. I never did. What about Old? Oh, the Mi Shyamalan movie. Yes, um, I don't know anything about it.
1: Plot's being kept under wraps, although it is a thriller loosely based on an already existing graphic novel. So you could search it out. I'm trying not yeah. to because I, I like Shyamalan movies being a little bit enigmatic before you see them. That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, even after he had like a pretty disastrous few years where he made stuff like The Last Airbender and After Earth, like really, really boring <laughs> movies. When I hear he's got a new project, I get so excited because I remember the rush I got seeing like Six Sense or Signs or Unbreakable as a kid. And um I've liked all his work post the visit. I, I know some people are down on glass, but I like that movie and I think even with its flaws, it feels daring and exciting in a way that the stuff he was making at his lowest did not. Mm. So I think he's back. And um I think based on its title and its poster, I imagine um this movie is tapping into the fears about mortality and aging, which maybe we'll tie it thematically to his previous movie, The Visit about like creepy grandparents. Have you ever seen The Visit? <laughs> no. The no, Visit is so underrated, I love that movie <laughs> so much. Very diverse cast too. Gail Garcia Bernal, Eliza Scanlon, Thomasin McKenzie, Mackenzie, who's also in The Last Night in Soho, Vicky Kreps, Alex Wolf, Abby Lee. I think it might be good. be good. It's coming out july twenty third, so it's also got a set date this one. There's also the card counter, new Paul Schrader movie.
0: Yes, yeah. that that does that does look good. I'll pay I'll pay top dollar for Oscar Isaac movies
1: I'm so glad we have him back you know after Star Wars took him for so long
0: X-Men Apocalypse after his wasteland years yeah
1: (laughs) but yeah he plays a gambler who attempts to give guidance to a young man Ty Sheridan who's out for revenge against a mutual enemy who I believe is being played by I Know The Face all-star Willem Dafoe Mm mm-hmm I, I really like Paul Schreyer. Um, watching a lot of his work prepping for our Defoe episodes uh, reminded me of like, how I think he's one of the great U.S. writers or directors, you know? And I, yeah. like, I put him up there with Friedkin and Michael Mann and David Mamet and even Brian De Palma, like, in terms of his mastery of dialogue and exploration of subcultures. And yeah. I'm sure his gambling movie in that respect will be a lot of fun. Um, also, yeah, as I said, like very happy Isaac is done with Star Wars and can go back to being, like, an indie starlet. Yeah. Also... Pair of the Dog, new movie from Jane Campion, which has gone to Netflix in 2021. A pair of brothers who own a large ranch in Montana are pitted against each other when one of them gets married. Benedict Cumberbatch, <gasps> Jesse Plemons, and Kirsten Dunn star. Meth Damon. Exactly. Jesse Plemons rules. I haven't watched a lot of Jane Campion movies, but the ones I have, Portrait of a Lady, and In the Cut, as well as her TV series, Top of the Lake, are all stellar to masterpieces. I really like them. It's her first film since 2009, and, um... I love a tense three-hander, you know, and she's very good yeah. at these, like, character-driven dramas and thrillers, so um, I think it'd be very cool. It's a, another example of, you know, a great mm-hmm. auteur who I imagine struggling to get movies distributed going to yeah. Netflix. Yeah. Also, two movies coming out next year which are based on Taylor Sheridan scripts, one of she's oh. directing. There's uh, Without Remorse which is going to be directed by Stefano Salima who made uh, Sicario 2 but he's also I think more importantly done a lot of like terrific work in Italian movies and TV Like he directed, yeah, he directed Gamora didn't he? directed the TV show of Gamora directed the movie of Sabora directed a few episodes of Zero 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 which I mm. loved Yeah, and it's based on a Tom Clancy book and it stars Michael B. Jordan. has an interesting cast. Uh, I think it would be cool. But I think the more interesting setting is Those Who Wish Me Dead, which is directed by Sheridan himself. I should say, Sheridan, um, if people don't know, he wrote the screenplays for Sicario, the two Sicario movies, Hell or High Water, and then directed Wind River, which he wrote. Yeah,
0: I think Uh, Wind River is probably the best of them but it's pure for you to argue with me. They're all great. They're all... They're all all I think they're all five out of five,
1: to be honest. Yeah, but he's directed this new movie, Those Who Wish Me Dead. It stars Angelina Jolie. The plot sounds incredible. A female-driven neo-Western set against a wildfire in the Montana wilderness. A A teenage murder witness finds himself pursued by twin assassins in the Montana wilderness with a survival expert tasked with protecting him and a forest fire threatening to consume them all. Wow do you ever see that like Key Peel sketch with the two valets and all the sketches ends with that is my shit <laughs> I feel like that about this yeah and then my my last thing I've got Zola which is the new movie from um This uh, upcoming director called uh, Janzika Bravo, she worked on a few episodes of Atlanta and loved the Netflix TV show. It played at Sundance in 2020, got great reviews. So I imagine it will get a significant 2021 release, A24 on distribution duties. It's based on an infamous 148 tweet Twitter thread Zola, played by Taylor Page, meets a sex worker named Stefani, played by Riley Keough. The two bond over pole dancing and decide to take a cross-country road trip where the goal is to make as much money as possible dancing in Florida strip clubs. Zola agrees and becomes trapped in the craziest trip of her life alongside Stefani, her new friend's boyfriend Derek, and also her friend's violent pimp X
0: i have heard this yeah it's based off of the twitter thread it's based off i think i read i read that back when it was done yeah no it's it's i read the i think i read early reviews for it as well and they were all pretty glowing now they were from indie so you know take whatever david ehrlich says with a grain of salt but <laughs> beyond that uh yeah no sound, that one sounds good
1: yeah it just sounds so fun especially a year being confined to my house i want to <laughs> i want to live what <laughs> someone's <was> doing yeah. <laughs> um yeah and the cast is filled with kind of those guys People, you know, like the newer generation of I Know That Face potential subjects. Riley Kyo, um, the actor who plays Cousin Greg in Succession, playing a guy named Derek into it. Coleman Domingo, who um, is from Euphoria and If Beale Street Can Talk. Every time I see him on screen, absolutely kills. Really love him.
0: You want to hear a story about how me and this bitch here fell out?
1: It's kind of long, but it's full of suspense. Rate, review, subscribe, wherever you get podcasts. Email us at iknowethatfacepod at gmail.com. If you have you know, a suggestion of a character you'd like us to do, or you're someone who works in film or media or television, would like to be on the show, follow us at Twitter at p one uh, Follow us at Instagram at face Thanks to Shanine Fernandez for editing and running the Insta, as always. We love you. Andrew,
0: where can people find more of your work? You can find me at the Headstuff Gaming section, where we talk about what we play, why we play it, and how we play it
1: check out the Headstuff film section. I imagine by now I will probably have published a list of the movies coming out for 2021 and also we'll have uh, maybe best TV, best film list of the year. See you later at Bye-bye.
0: This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the podcast studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.